Heather McDonald has got the juices scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales, her real life Mr. Sigmund serial data, and serial sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo, woo. Heather McDonald. Juicy Scoop. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. Well, I had a very juicy, exciting last 24 hours or so. Um, For those of you that listened to the show Tuesday, I had the hilarious Justin on, and I kind of did this weird thing to protect myself because I didn't want to out and out say what was going on with Bethany Frankel and Meredith Lynch, because the truth is the bee scares me too. And now I will explain the story of what happened. Meredith Lynch is a really great creator on TikTok that I've been following for a while. And in fact, um, we've DM'd a couple times on Instagram when I've been like, I like your stuff. So I followed her and I see that she does this post where she says a certain, you know, Real Housewives of New York has sent her cease and desist letters. Um, Very obvious it was Bethany. And I reached out and I'm like, what is this about? So we talked on the phone and I was like, holy shit, this is really disturbing. Um, because I watched all of, of these, anything, anytime she mentioned Bethany, and it was her discussing things that are of public record, like things that Bethany has trademarked and stuff. And she brought up those trademarks, like it's a scam, to just say, you know, oftentimes celebrities come on here and everybody wants an origin or, oh, this was such an organic situation that happened where she, Bethany, is famous now for trying all these different kind of makeup products from the most expensive to the least expensive. And she'd be like, this, this is a scam. And so Meredith was just bringing that up. She also brought up other things about her skinny girl food products and that, you know, skinny girl product, skinny girl in general is to change your body, change the way you look, whether it's a, a shapewear or whatever, which again makes Bethany quite hypocritical to constantly be criticizing people like the Kardashians for the fact where she's like, when is it enough? How many more products do you need? When are you rich enough? When are you skinny enough? When, you know, you're, you're dysmorphing your body, you're bad for people like my daughter, when she created a whole business telling you that you're skinny. She also hates cheater brands. Remember how mean she was to Sonia when Sonia wanted Tipsy Girl? She, that's what she does. And I've always thought she was a hypocrite. That's my opinion. I think she, that is hypocritical behavior. I saw, nobody else saw that in the world. It didn't appear to be. So let her go on with her things. Page six wrote about her at least twice to three times a week. Thought that was weird, but they do the same for Megan Kelly. Whatever, who cares? So I just, but I'm still following her. Listen, I think Bethany Frankel is smart. I think she's funny. I enjoyed her on the show. I think she's a hustler. I also think she is completely out of touch. I think she's an elitist and I think she's a bully. And I think she does not support women or anyone that's remotely like her or coming up the ranks. Okay. She does. She goes after people that she feels is too much like her and is a threat. That's my opinion. So um, anyway, I was like, wow, this really sucks. You know, as someone who has um, had to fight for my right of my First Amendment right in this in this medium of podcasting in a very horrible lawsuit in which I prevailed. I have a lot of sympathy for anybody that all of a sudden gets hit with that. I mean, it, it can like it's debilitating when you're at a level 
of just a normal person who is just trying to do your videos in which she puts a lot of thought into them. And then you get a scary letter from an attorney saying, take those things down or you're going to get in a lot of trouble. It's terrifying. And a lot of people suing and throwing legal um, threats around is really fun for them. It's a game. It doesn't matter because they have money. They can spend $60,000 here or there on attorneys. Other people, it is horrible. For me, it was absolutely horrible. So I really felt for her. And I was like, this is bullshit because if bigger celebrities coming on TikTok, which a lot of them are, a new one every day, is going to then threaten um, you know, creators with a smaller audience and a much smaller bank account to say, you can't say anything about me. Don't even put my name in your mouth. You know, it's like, oh my God, I think we all feel what it's like to have been a cast member on The Real Housewives of New York City with Bethany Frankel. That's the way these creators were felt. Uh, Meredith is not the only one that I've heard that has received these letters. And she does have a team of lawyers. Bethany does. So anyway, I um, kind of put it in that weird parody about a girl trying different mustards at different um, different stores. And I, I thought it was so clever, but there was a part of me that was like, hmm, I think a lot of people are going to be confused by this. I think this might be too much to follow. And when I listened back to it, I'm like, hmm, I don't know if this landed. Then I saw more and more people were talking about it, and they were just as angry as I was and thinking this is really, really not right. And this is legal bullying, and it's not fair. And also, Meredith said nothing wrong. Okay, so I'm like, I'm going to mention it all. So I do my video, and we put it on TikTok, and um, finally Page Six picked it up, but that's after uh, about 24 hours, no, not 20, about 12 or 13 hours after I did the video, Daily Mail wrote about it, and then I was like, so weird that Page Six, who writes about Bethany Frankel literally every day, is not writing about this. Well, it's because the tides have turned. There are still people that are pro-Bethany, but anybody that follows the entire entire story um, with a level of intelligence, even though she likes to call everybody else a dum-dum, saw the hypocrisy of Bethany's actions. Like I said, she's a smart, funny girl. I find her entertaining, but she is very hypocritical in sending the cease and desist out. That's what it's about. This has nothing to do with her, my opinion of her suing TikTok. However, I think that's pretty ironic when you're running around saying, I got a million followers on TikTok, literally the day after you sue TikTok, saying that TikTok should make sure that no one takes your image. And this, it's all just really petty. And it just, it just doesn't feel right. And it doesn't read authentic. And so then the, always the thing that she goes to is, how dare you? I help people in crisis with her charity. And so sure enough, she puts out a TikTok, which she comes off real fucking bitchy, like hardcore, real housewives of New York, like terrifying, you know, Bethany, where she's talking and she's, she's like, fuck yeah, I have a team of lawyers and I will unleash them. So if you're ready to take a shot at this beat, you better have a good aim. And I mean, really like scary. Like I was shooketh just watching it. Well, somebody got a hold of her and was like, hey, take it down. This isn't good. And she adds on that, uh, yeah, you will get a cease and desist if you talk about my charity where I help people. Well, that is not what this was about. And again, if someone wants to talk about your charity, they freaking can. It's a free country. If they say, I don't think it's great, or where's Be Strong in Florida? People have a right to ask a question. People could talk about things, okay? So, 
But it's that kind of thing where literally I felt it, which is why I did the weird mustard parody instead of just saying what I'm saying right now. I was literally scared of Bethany too. Really fucking rich people and who were rich when they were born and have rich for their whole life. She acts like she was, you know, starving making the Bethany Bakes. At that time, she was, but for a long time, she's been really fucking rich with her 1%. And I love a good 1%er, I do. But not when they throw their dick around, and that's what she was doing. She was throwing her legal dick around in her power and trying to intimidate people. And so that is what this is about, because I love this. I constantly say we're in a new media where people don't have to depend on some guy at NBC to say, yes, you're talented like I did. I love it. And I also respect the younger people that are fighting really, really hard to have their place in media on social media platforms. And I love it. And I don't want them ever to shut up. I get so much information from them. I love it. I love sharing it. I love promoting them. I love having them on my show. And that is what really pissed me off because someone that's always talking about supporting women and helping people, helping people in crisis, why don't you help some women that are trying to come up why aren't you helping them? You know, why are you shitting on all these female-owned beauty products and, you know, and thinking that that's okay? Yet when someone wants to just question or bring up interesting facts, they're not allowed. So um, that's the whole story. And page six, fi- page six finally wrote about it after I literally tagged them and was like, why are you not talking about it today? You talk about the chick every day. I don't care about getting in page six. Like I said, I didn't even want to say her. I didn't even want to talk about this. But I did. So the people that say, Heather, you're an old thirsty bitch. Look, have I ever denied it? Have I ever denied that? No. But my intention was not to get in page six. My intention is to tell more powerful people, celebrities, that they cannot send cease and desist to other people. Because if it gets if it gets to a place that we're all afraid, all of us are going to lose. And all of us are not going to be able to speak our mind and we're not going to be able to have our businesses and we're not going to be able to profit off this platform and entertain. And it's just not right. And it's just not fair and it's not cool. And I don't like it. So um, there you go with that. Whew. Sad news or not, Cynthia Bailey is divorcing um, her third husband, Mike Hill, after two years of marriage. Um, I saw a post, and I don't even know if it's real, if it was fake news or not, but I saw a post, I believe it was last night, before this was announced, from Countess Luann saying, guess who's moving to New York? You're going to find out at BravoCon. Okay, I hope, this is a prediction that I hope for because I think it would be brilliant. I got to hang out with Cynthia for a really long time when we did that show in Ireland, Name That Tune. She's cool as shit. She's funnier than than you've ever seen on Atlanta. Like, she's so dry. I think she would do absolutely terrific with the OGs in New York. I would love to see her with Ramona and Luann and um, Sonia and bring back uh, bring back Jill and fucking bring the liquor and bring it back to Rinda. I don't know. It could be really freaking good. They all know each other. They all have history. They all have ties. That's the show, I think, every Bravo fan would watch. And I think Cynthia, she knows these girls. And I I think she'd fit in beautifully like Garcelle. She's, you know, she just has a, a way about her where I feel she can get along with everybody, but she also can hold her own. And um, so that's what I'm hoping. But too bad the marriage didn't work out. But I think there's bright things ahead for Cynthia. And I really, really like her. Now, you guys, you know, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to pack. We are going to BravoCon. 
Um, I will be at BravoCon. I am going to some panels and things. And then I'm going to give you my really raw opinion, like even more raw than you get on this show. Um, at my live Juicy Scoop with Carlos King, I just spoke to him. He's got so much juice that he's bringing. And it's going to be so much fun. And I have the most exciting high-end giveaways. You guys are going to die. I cannot say it, but a lot of people will benefit from these giveaways. It is at my live show. Is it sold out? I don't know. There could be like 10 tickets left. It's what? It's 99% sold out. You could maybe still get in. Um, If not, you can watch it. And I really suggest you watch it. This is a professional company. They'll be filming it. It's um, go to heathermcdonald.net. And you can watch it while we're doing it, you know, so it'll go about 7.45 in New York, which would be 4.45 Saturday. But then if you can't make it at the time, whatever, you can watch it for the next seven days, but then it's gone forever. And the juice that is going to be spilled because it's going to be so edged, like what has happened in the last 48 hours we're going to be talking about, along with any other juicy scoop pop culture news in the world that happens that day. I am really excited. I have a lot of outfits, probably all of which I will um, not like the way I look in them afterwards. But I hope that I look amazing because <laughs> I've been trying on outfits for a long time. Um, so anyway, we're excited. Everything at HeatherMcDonald.net. Of course, great Patreon this weekend will be happen- happening. So make sure you are on Patreon. You do not want to miss out on that. And now for our interview with Josh Wolf. Hello, and welcome to Juicy Scoop. I've got a fun treat for you, hilarious comedian and return Juicy Scooper, fellow co-star with me on Chelsea Lately, Josh Wolf. Welcome back Thank you. to Juicy Scoop. I want to tell you something. This is the first time you've ever said my last name and not said Wolf. I'm how really. I, how did I say it? You said Wolf. Instead of Wolf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you know I have a problem. Now that I've diagnosed myself... Have you? Yes. With a phonics problem, I, I did it so that people would stop criticizing me. Because once you tell someone that you have something You're not allowed wrong, to mention it anymore. You, no one can criticize it. And I definitely do think I might have something. But this is very- a very hard time pronouncing certain stuff. And um, like I remember Chelsea used to say, stop saying, because uh, I'd say bathing suit, like almost with a D. And she's bathing like, it's suits. bathing suit. And you would say baiting suit. Baiting suit. I will tell you certain things like that. It's and and as a little kid, I remember my mom took me to a. Spe- this is going to make people really feel bad. I think I went to like a speech therapist. On top of it, you did. And I spoke. I didn't speak for a really long time because I was the youngest of five. So I would just point, and people would get me stuff. And then I remember being like trying to say spoon, and it coming out like poon, and being young enough to be like. Okay, what the fuck's wrong with you, girl? Yeah, and like, by, I remember and being like, way, why can't you say spoon? And then she took me to the therapist. And look at me now. I talk for a living, but I make a lot of pronunciation mistakes. Well, a, a little girl who says poon instead of spoon is, a, is fun at parties. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but you know what's crazy is I hadn't thought of that. Like, if there's anything wrong that you consider to be wrong with you. Yeah. If you say it out loud... In today's yeah. day and age, nobody's allowed to criticize yeah. you after that. Yeah. Huh. Well, a lot of people do it to, like, you know, get their fans back. Like, I know I was awful for three years, but let me tell you, something horrible happened to me when I was a child. I wrote a book about it. Read it. Oh. Feel bad. Now like me again. 
It really so, is. Yeah. It's a good get yeah. out of jail. So free I was card. like, you know, I've been pretty fortunate in my life. Yeah. Um, but I do remember my mom took me to a speech person when I was about three. Oh, also, my mom put those um, <laughs> those uh, little shoes with that had a she bar. Bound your feet? No, it was little baby shoes uh-huh. with a bar across it, and I used to sleep in that. Because I think, listen, I wait, think, Heather. What are you even referring to? Okay, what I think, shoes with a bar that attached the shoes? I think this might have been a scam in the seventies, where doctors would say, you know how like so many babies are bow legged when yeah. they're walking and you see them and yeah. you're like, that's a bow legged baby. Yeah. Well, I guess back in the day, doctors would be like, you got to fix that. Like, if your daughter's ever going to make it in this world, yeah. she can't have this fucking. I don't know what happened. My mom's not here to tell. So. So I remember being like older and going through some stuff and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it was two little baby shoes with a silver metal bar across it. And she goes, oh, those are the shoes you used to wear at night in the crib to like straighten out your legs. I do have to say, I do have good legs. You do have great legs. And I still have the three triangles. When you put your legs together, you have three triangles. Like, you think that's it's from like the a, Forrest Gump bar that your mom Yes. <laughs> Run, Heather, run! It's a thing. Yes. So, <laughs> I, but I look back now and I go, well, why isn't anybody doing that with their kid today? I think it was a scam. I don't think it was yeah. necessary. Yeah. And I think that we got um, tricked into that. I've and never so even she, heard of that. So, this is the saddest part. She goes, oh, and then when you'd wake up, you would throw your legs against the crib to, like, wake up the whole house. And I'm like, yeah, because I was like... Bound. Bound. Yeah. Like how fun. Like I can't stand up like a cute kid. Like the cutest thing is when I would walk into my kid's room and they'd be standing at the crib. Like it's a Christmas morning every day. Well, I wasn't that because I was laid down with a bar. Now, is the bar better or worse than the leash that I see some people put on their kids? I don't see that much that anymore. Um, I know it really is disturbing to everybody else except for the kid and the parent. Because they really only do it when they're really little. And I feel yeah. like they only do it at like a Disneyland. But I did I, – I never lost a child at Disneyland, but I found one. Oh, really? And that was the, one of the best days of my life. What did you do with, like when you find a child? Um, I comforted him. He was crying. And then I had my daughter, Mackenzie, like go get a security guard. And I talked to him and everything. And I got him to calm down. And then I realized how easy it would be. For me to kidnap them right there. Because <laughs> they're dumb. Because I they're dumb. Yeah. They're like, he yeah. was like three and a half. And yeah, I'm like, did dumb. you did you fly here or did you drive here? We drove here. You know, so I was like, okay, did you who else are you with? Are you with lots of family? No, just my mom. So I'm like, okay. Um, so I'm like, there's only one so I'm thinking, you know, so I'm like, at this point, I could be like, Oh, I know your mommy. Yeah. Oh. Your mommy just called. Come with me. We're going to go to where she is. Because he was already holding my hand. And then I could have walked him out of the Disneyland, put him in my car, said, I'm taking your mommy. And then that was it. Can I tell you, Jacob Wolf, when he was... That's your son. Yes, I'm sorry. When he was like nine or ten, he was in the driveway shooting basketballs. And I hear him talking to somebody. So I walk out. And as I'm walking out, I see a dude in the driveway with a backpack, kind of disheveled looking guy. And he sees me and he grabs his backpack and he goes, all right, Jacob. And Jacob goes, okay, Greg. (laughs) And he walks back up the driveway. Now, 
with the casualness of that that exchange, I assumed, oh, this is a dude who lives on the street. Jacob or, walked up, back up to the house. Walked up to the house and the guy yeah. walked up, right? Okay. And so I'm like, oh, this is a guy. Yeah. And so he passes me the ball and I go, where's Greg live? He was like, I don't know. I go, he doesn't live on the street? He goes, no. I go, do you know him? He goes, well, I just met him. <laughs> I said, what? He goes, yeah, he was walking by and he asked if I could shoot. He asked if he could shoot with me. And I said, sure. And I go, Jacob. What were you guys talking about? He goes, well, I told him that you were a comedian and you traveled a lot. Let me guess. He also is a comedian. No, just Wait, No, he's not. <laughs> he goes, I told him you were a comedian and you traveled a lot. And then I used to have a dog that was a half pit, half boxer. And the reason yeah. I loved him is because he looked. Scary. But he was, was, the, he was scared yeah. of squirrels and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and he would be, he was so scared that he would stand still and pretend like you couldn't see him. But people actually thought he was staring you down. Okay. So the guy said to him, Jacob, your dog's staring me down. And Jacob goes, he's actually really scared of you. You could walk right up to the fence and he'd run away. Oh, great. This fucking so my dummy. Dad, my dad's never around. It's just me and my mom on the weekends and the dog doesn't do anything. And then he lets the guy walk away. And I was like, have I not? I go, what did I tell you about strangers? He goes, he's not a stranger. He's Greg. And I was like, oh, holy <laughs> Did he ever come around again? Not that I know of. Yeah. Not that I know of. But like, you know, that it just reminded me that no matter how much you teach your kids, they're dumb. I don't say that in a bad way. You know yeah. what I mean? But they're not. They're they're dumb. They're kids. Well, I was walking home from school, which is in the same area as this. And um, did you used to be able to walk around by yourself out here? And, and always ride my bike and everything. And while I was walking home, I've told the story before. But who cares? If you remember, then you were gold star. Jesus Cooper. And I was walking home and this and I got mad at my sister. She annoyed me. So I walked ahead of her. And um and this car drove up and it was a guy and he was like rolled down the window and he goes, Do you know where like Dumet Street is or something? And I was so proud because being that I'm a child of realtors, I knew where every fucking street was. I delivered pumpkins there during Halloween. I solicited my parents all the time. Right. Family business. So I'm like, oh, of course. All you do is go down Wells and make a left and blah, 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 blah. And then he goes, what about this? And then he just shows me his naked dick. <gasps> and I go, How I was, I was definitely in the fourth grade. I was nine. And so I covered my eyes. You were like, that's not on Dumet Street. And I go, oh, my God. So I don't know if I told Shannon. I may have. But little kids also never want to tell anything, right? Yeah. So then I get home, and um, I'm acting really weird and everything. And my mom's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And so then finally, like, hours later, I tell her. And they're like, oh, my God. Like, police are over that minute. And my brothers are getting out car magazines and being like, what kind of car was it? Like, they're detectives. They're like, what kind? Show me the car. I'm like, I don't know. And then they're like, what was he wearing? I'm like, I don't know. And I remember I said, overalls. And then later on, I thought, well, how would you whip your dick out of overalls? And that's where I think, like, kids aren't a good witness, which is unfortunate. Because it's like, that's where it's like the stories and your mind. And then, like, you read, there's been studies where they send groups of people up a hill at night and then somebody jumps out and scares them. Uh And some people recall, they'll come down and interview and say, What happened? Right. And some people were like, He had a knife in his hand. He didn't have a knife in his hand. And some people were like, Well, he had a gun. He took out a gun. I saw the gun. It was pointing at us. He didn't. Mm -hmm. But you're, during traumatic times, your brain doesn't always remember. 
exactly what happened. It's it's a crazy thing. Or there's thing this to like read. whole like people were think that's like an alternative universe or something where people say, "Do you remember seeing Ed McMahon hold the million dollar right. prize?" Right. And then they've proven that he's he was the host of the commercials, but he never held the big check. But in your brain, in your brain, in you your memory, see, yeah. and there's like certain things with like cartoon characters and cereal and stuff where they're like, do you see him with or the um, Monopoly Man? Did the Monopoly Man have something in his hand that or what? monocle or yeah? Something. But yeah, he yeah. really didn't or something like that. It's like very very weird. But anyway, later on, the police officers told me if this ever happens again, the best thing you can do is memorize or write down the license plate, or even if you remember the, like the beginning or the end of it, that's the most important thing. We'll always be able to find a bad guy if we have the license plate. Heather. So wait, the story okay. gets better. About a month later, I'm playing volleyball at my school at St. Mel's. Now there's grass that covers this chain link fence. But at the yeah. time, it was a clear chain link fence and a car could drive. You could see that your mom was there or whatever. And these girls are like, imagine, nine-year-olds in parochial school yeah. outfits playing volleyball. So this was a pedophile's yeah, yeah. fucking dream. Yeah. Okay. So just standing at the fence. So he was in his car. Uh, and but he, the 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 um concrete was above. So you could look down into where into his car. And he was there stroking it out. Oh no. And so these girls are like, oh my God, look, look, like they're freaking out. And I immediately was like, give me a paper and pen, give me a paper and pencil, pencil Liz. And I wrote down, like I drew it, I wrote down the thing. And then they, we all get called into the office and the principal is like, okay, what happened? And I go, Sister Patricia, here is. You had it? I had, here's a license plate. This is what he looked like. It was a, I remember the car. Same like, guy? No, it was not the same guy. Oh. Or it was a different car. Maybe yeah. it was the same guy, but it was a different car. So then um, all the girls, the, they call all the girls' parents, and all the girls' parents come to pick them up. And they call my mom at the real estate office and tell her what happened and said, oh, but your daughter, you know, got the license plate. Would you like to pick her up? And she goes, no, I have to work. She's been through this before. She's fine. She's fine. She, she can walk home by herself afterwards. <laughs> Yo, those are 80s, anyway, they, those are 80s they, parents right there, man. But they did get the guy. We yeah. never had to testify or anything like that. That's so that amazing. And now they're, the school is much more secure and there's grass everywhere yeah. and like there's no way anyone can see and there's security guards. And But yeah. Okay. Well, okay, well speaking of which, let's get into some juicy okay, scoop. Okay. Here is a sports one for you. And yes. being that you're from Boston, yes. Tom Brady, who was originally from Boston, right? Or He's that's what he California. played for. Yeah, yeah. But he played for- The Patriots, yeah. For a long time. And married to Giselle. Now, we've been talking about the fact that they were fighting. There was all these rumors. Then she got a divorce attorney. Now, it 100% looks like they both secured divorce attorneys. And um, I thought this was kind of really stretching um, New York Post. They said she changed her tattoo. They caught the, the bottom of her foot and her ankle. At one time, it was a crescent moon with three stars. Now, it's like this whole big design. And I'm reading it, and I'm thinking... Oh, wait, did she have a crescent moon and three stars because she and Tom share three kids or are they a fa- or do they only have two kids? So he's the crescent and she's the three star. And then I keep reading and they're like, 
though she got the crescent in three stars before she ever met Tom, I'm like, all right. Come on. This has nothing to yeah. do. A crescent in three stars yeah. is very dated yeah. tattoo look. And That's if you have a crescent, if you have a crescent in three stars, look up Giselle's. I think this is much more attractive. Yeah. Update it. <laughs> update it and make it a little more happening. Yeah, it's like just changing your tribal tattoo. It's just because it's been there for 25 years. Yeah. But um I, yeah, what do you th- think? I, okay. So I think we forget that she still probably has more money than him and is probably more success going into the marriage for sure more successful. So I think she gave up more than he did. Don't you think? And so I think she came to a point where she was like, yo, you have nothing else to prove. You've won seven Super Bowls. You've made all the money. Everybody thinks you're the greatest. We want you back at home. Why are you going back to do this one more year? I think I it mean, makes sense. Well, listen, I, hate to I, like, say it. I I grew up with you know a dad that like w- had a lot of highs and lows. He was a yelling seventies dad that would yell, yeah, you know. And the next day he'd be happy, and he was he probably had some issues anyway, and he was a vet and whatever. But there was definitely like times where like if things were going well in business, he was happy. If they weren't, he was mad. So I remember thinking being really young and being like, oh my God, it must be hell to be the wife of a professional football player if if they lose or God forbid they lose because of like they were the final play that right. dropped or whatever. The pressure of the fans and the mood and then have to deal with that asshole. I remember thinking that very young. So I'm guessing she's had to deal with that along with all the money and the fame and the fans loving you and the fans hating you and the fans blaming the white. I mean, like now if he doesn't play well for the Tampa, whatever they are, then um, like they're just going to fucking turn on her. They're going to say like, oh, you stressed him out by filing for divorce. And I think she's finally like, I'm doing what's right for me. I think so I don't fucking care about the fans, the football, whatever. I mean, there's been a lot of divorce couples that have filed and then have reconciled lately. The latest one I read was Michelle Branch. Really? She filed from her husband and they just caught them kissing and they both removed the uh, – took away the filing. You so know I'm I, like, I'm hoping. I think, but... I think the deal here is that like – you know, she, I'm torn on this because okay. everybody gets to live their own life. Right. And so say he comes – he retires but he doesn't want to retire. And then he's an asshole. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I think... I, true, true. I mean, it's just really hard, and I think what yeah. you're saying is right. Like, maybe she always felt that their family, their life is about Tom Brady. Oh, and, he's and so she, dedicated, Heather. So if you think about the way he eats, the way he trains, he goes to sleep at the same time every night, super rigid as when he's training. That can't be the easiest person to live with all Also, the time. can you look up how old Giselle is? Because as a Let's woman... Well, I think she's definitely over 40, but I'm just saying, like, as a woman, you're changing all the time and your attitudes and she's 42. And I think she's just getting to the, well, first of all, I would tell anyone that's thinking of getting divorced of a long-term marriage, just like there is a, um, a more, a a better window to nab your first husband of age. I'm sorry people don't want to hear it, but it's true. Okay. And the sweet spot is between 27 and 32. I don't think Giselle would have a problem. But if you're going to go get divorced, okay, and Mm -hmm. you've got a couple kids, and you want to go round two, fall in love, have some fun, and have still a good amount of dudes to choose from, Mm -hmm. 
for the second for second wife, second husband fun, which is a lot of people. My friend lives in um, Charlotte, and I think that's the best place for rich second marriages. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god! But can I tell you something? But for anyway, sure? I think the window is like if you're going to do it, and you really think I don't want to end my days with this fucker. Yeah. Listen to me, Juicy Scoopers. You really feel like. No, I don't look forward to babysitting my grandkids with them. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You've got to get out in your early 40s. You've got to get out. I don't care how hot you are. Get out in your early 40s. Now someone's going to say, of course, get out whenever you can get out. Yeah. But if you're strategically planning your life and you're really not happy at 39, you really, really are not happy. Either make it, make it happier, save it, yeah. or get out in the next three years. And that's my advice. Here's my thing with her. One, she's really going to have to dis- figure out if people like her for her. Because I know dudes who would try to date her just on the off chance that they might meet Tom Brady. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Like, so a family reunion, he's going to be there, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You guys, you guys have a good co-parenting <laughs> yeah, relationship. So, like, when, yeah. you know, when the kids are playing sports, he'll be there. And we can, like, chat it up. Like, there are going to be dudes who, who are dating her. But also, she's Giselle. So I don't think she falls into that. Do you know what I mean? Like, Chris, no, yeah. she doesn't fall into that. But I'm just saying, in general, like, yeah. even you know, really wealthy women that get married for the second time, the whole thing. I mean, it's hard. It's always hard when you have kids. But if you really feel like you're done, done, um, they are so. Good then don't waste together, any though. more time. Except, I'm still hopeful that they might be the couple that, like, Sylvester Stallone and his wife just pulled the they divorce. Did? Yeah, they're back together. And, like, I do think this is, like, kind of this new move that one or both their spouse kind of does it to be like, no, I am really serious. I've told you this for years. Mm -hmm. You haven't believed me, you know. But if they don't get back together, I do not think this will be a pleasant separation. I think this is going to be really rich. You think public? Because he hates public. Like, he doesn't like to have anything out in public. Do you think he'd go, like... I don't know. I think it could be one of those things. Like, as rich as you are, it's just, like, when you love that hard, and I think they really were in love... Yeah, I agree. Then when you divorce someone that you really love... Now, if you're indifferent, and both pe- both people are indifferent, and they're like... You know, everybody wants their divorce to be like, like, hey, Josh, like, you're my husband. Like, here's a cup of coffee. What are we doing here? Yeah. It's... We're good. Yeah. Our kids are grown. Yeah, a couple high fives. Yeah, we yeah, have. Yeah, we have yeah, to, yeah, you like to live in the desert. I live like to live in the OC. Let's do it just a clean split. You keep that house. I keep the OC. Take your clothes. Keep the boat. I don't really care. Yeah. Um, do, do you keep think your golf people club. this rich argue over stuff because they, like they they both have so much money. Yeah, but then it could be like a remember the War of the Roses. Oh, like it can it. You want to hope that we can do this. Yeah. But if one person, unless you're both completely on the same page, which happens so rarely, the person that doesn't want it can then turn really angry, angry, possessive, ugly, and be like, oh, you think you're going to get the upper hand on this? Oh, fucking no, you're not. And I've got all the money as well to make this a miserable experience for you. And once you get a guy, it's going to be hard for you to keep that relationship because I'm going to drama fill your life so much. And every time you think you're going to have a nice uh, weekend with your boyfriend and the kids, I'm going to 
send a you know a court ordered thing to you on your doorstep yeah. as you're walking out on the trip to Hawaii. Like I'm going to make your life so fucking miserable that the guy is like, I'm done. Who's the most desi- like? Who do you think is the more is the better catch and the more desirable? If they're both single, who do you think is the better catch? I I have to tell you. Yeah, I mean, Giselle seems like she wants to just raise her kids and be at home right now. Yeah. And so that seems like she's independently wealthy. Now, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Right. Well, she's set, too, because they've been together so long, and she has kids who are minors, so she's set. doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, in my man crush, it's hard for me to look past my man crush of Tom Brady. But I think if I looked at it completely objectively, I think Giselle's probably the better catch. Listen, guys like this, too— what also happens, sadly, Giselle, is in a few years when he's with a really great, beautiful girl that isn't like a that also has like something to offer besides her looks. Um, you're going to realize these guys see you sometimes as replaceable. It's something a lot of people don't talk about, but a lot of women realize after they get divorced with that like, all of a sudden they've been replaced, and the guys cannot be alone. And there are so many girls that are willing to be the second wife and cater to that husband the way you didn't because the two of you were young and came up together. So you're not catering to him as a wife of 20 years the way a wife of one year would cater to you. Because the dynamic is never going to be the same. So you're always – you know your place, you know. And then also if a guy is smart like that and marries someone after Giselle, it's going to be like, hey – um, I hope you're with me till the end. But if you choose not to, you're not going to leave with that much. Yeah. So you're. I, I so I'm going to give you the incentive her, to stay. That's why he 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 all he's, this, from what I heard, he's the one who doesn't want this, and that he really wants this to work. I also did talk to a nanny that worked for them once, Ooh. and could not have said nicer things. Could about them as a couple yeah. and about That's all him, I've heard too. and that he like he pick he would pick her up alone like. At no funny business. Pick her up alone at the at the place. They didn't even really need her that much. So they were like, no, just stay. Just stay the week, whatever. We just need you for this one night. We're going to dinner. Pay her part. Like, yeah. so great. And so I, um, I like wondering what will happen. But I really hope they can work it out. Me but too. if they can't, I hope that it's pleasant. But... I think it will be. I don't be, know. I, I think when couples really love each other, it's not that pleasant. He doesn't want it. And he's such a private person. I can't imagine he would let anything get out. But who knows? It just goes to show you that every marriage is different. Every marriage has problems. And some people can't get past the tough years. Like, I would be like, if I was her, I'd be like, come on. Like, stick it out for two more years. In two years, he'll just be icing his leg and you can (laughs) hang out. Like, she, like, just get like you've gone this far. Like, I think, but if she really, she really may look at him and not be in love with him anymore. Like, she really, people do fall out of love, mm-hmm. and they're just like, "You gross me out. I hate looking at your face. Like, I don't care that you're Tom Brady. I don't. I, I, you've hurt me so much because we don't know what goes on behind doors. You've said so many mean things. Not saying that he did, but right. we don't know that I can't turn it back on. Goodbye. Yeah, I, I look. You know, when you've been married a long time, I'll tell you right now. COVID saved my marriage. Really? Oh, Heather. 
Nice. I liked it too. It saved. It I liked. Saved I liked the downtime and the yeah. hanging out and doing stuff with the kids. For you know, and and you know, we were lucky because we were not essential workers. So you know, we and yeah. we could still work because we had our own business. But I wasn't required to go to the grocery store and work or watch little kids in my house. Right. We kind of had the right age kids to to like just when you thought they didn't want to hang out with you, they had no choice. They had no yeah yeah. So it was bonus time. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. so like it for us. It wasn't terrible, you know. And I think for a lot of people, it either made you realize like. God, if there's an apocalypse and I'm only left with other, one other person, I don't want it to be you. Or <laughs> yeah. I actually do want it to be you. Yeah. I don't want to be alone. That would be really boring if I was alone. My single friends are really sad. Like it was – there were those kind of benefits of like, you know, looking back at those, Beth and I the needed, first season. I have been traveling so much. Beth and I needed that time together. I loved the break. I loved the break. Me too. And I think the best part – I've said this before – and actually Jennifer Aniston said it too, is when you're in this business, you want the break, but then you have this anxiety that other people at your level are working and you're not, and even if it's your choice. And so like if I wasn't on the road and I'd go and see that you were like, thank you, Nashville. Yeah. Like I'd be like, ah, fuck, you know, like I'm happy for him, but like I feel like I'm not doing enough. It was just nice to have a break where nobody could perform and no one could work. Yeah. And there was that element of like that competition jealousy that you don't want to admit to but it just is part of our business that was gone from our psyche and that was nice can i tell you th- it's the biggest change in me from leaving los angeles exactly what you described that i felt every day living here i don't feel anymore and I, you live in vegas now i live in vegas heather i am a new he- in the most positive way a new human as opposed to three years ago i'm Professionally and personally, never felt better in my entire life. Well, that's great. Yeah, it, I'm happy for you. Leaving here did. I know you're so miserable. <laughs> <laughs> no, yo, when I look back at who I was, yeah. even three years ago, I feel bad for that dude. Okay, I really do feel bad for that dude. He was a sad guy. I didn't like 2019. Yeah, I didn't like that year. It wasn't a great year for me what either. What happened in 2019? I don't know, but it was right before COVID, and yeah. I remember I, it was like a stressful year for me. I just it was a, like other things going on, and I wasn't as happy either. But you have done something. You're one of the people that I think about a lot in, in an inspirational way. You pushed all your chips in on yourself. You 100 percent were like, I know who I am. I know what I do well. I know there's an audience for this. I'm going all in. And well, so thank like you. but 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 like you you that's a pioneer move. Like you most people are too scared to bet on themselves. And and you really did. But also I had no choice. But, like I like everything had dried up, so I actually had no choice. So that's sometimes the benefit. That's why I tell people when you get fired or something like hopefully it may take a year, it may take 3, but you're going to wake up one day and any regret you had about that firing or about that breakup you're going to look back and go, oh, my God. Yeah. If that didn't happen, then this wouldn't have happened. This wouldn't happen. I wouldn't be here today. And it always seems to, you know, providing it's not, you know, a loss of a life, it always seems to work out. Yeah. Like, you're kind of like, okay. But, Heather, let me just yeah. – uh, uh, one more compliment for you. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree in that if it dried up, you had no other choice because a lot of people just quit. They take their ball and go home. 
And so I disagree. The easiest thing is to quit when that happens and to blame everybody else, which is what most people do. They go, oh, this isn't happening. They won't let me. They won't let me. And it's all you're pushing it, making it other people's fault that you can't do what you want to do. And you didn't do that. No. And I actually had the meeting at William Morris where I'm like, why am I not getting going out for anything anymore? And they were just like, you're just not what anybody's looking for. Like you're you're either too experienced or you're too old or you're too not diverse. I'm like, well, those are all things. I can't change my age. I can't change my sex. I can't change my my sexuality. Well, I don't want to. (laughs) And I can't change my color of my skin or what I was raised as. And so I was like, and they're like, but if you build something, like, then we can talk in a couple years. And so I was like, all right, I guess I'll just push on this Juicy Scoop thing. And it did work out because I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, okay, it's okay. If you don't, if I'm not the flavor, if I'm not what Hollywood's looking for right now, I'm not going to like boo-hoo it. Make something, you got to make something else and thank God we're in like a time in media where you can. But thank it shows God. how out of touch those people are, Heather, because you have one of the biggest podcasts in the world, right? In the world. Those people are so out of touch. They're telling you nobody wants to nobody wants what you're offering. Clearly there are millions of people who do. Right. But I mean just not for like TV and stuff, which it all worked out. Okay, okay let's yeah, move yeah. on. Right. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Is it checking up on your credit score? Didn't think so. At Chime, that's exactly what they do. With their secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can start to build credit with your own money. Chime reports your payments to credit bureaus to help you build credit over time. Their members see an increase of 30 points on average. All of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. To start your credit journey with Chime, sign-up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash Juicy. That's Chime.com slash Juicy. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank N.A. pursuant to license from Visa USA, Chime checking account, and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary, and some user scores may not improve. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass. ATMs in a 7-Eleven or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Um. Do you know about the Try Guys? No. Okay, so I kept seeing this Try Guy thing, and I didn't understand what it was. So there's these four guys, and they I guess they worked together at one time. But like seven or eight years ago, they started doing this really successful YouTube show. They have like 8 million subscribers. And it's and I watched one of them, and it's a great idea. Where like the four of them, the one I saw was like the four Try Guys, kind of like those um, – who are those other guys that do the pranks? The, Impractical Jokers. Yes, kind of like that. Okay. But uh, they probably got the idea from that, but they try different things. So the one I saw is the four guys are all going to try to do um, fake nails and they have like fake hands, but they actually, who's going to do the best nail art. Okay. They don't know how to do it. They don't know how to glue the nails. They're, they, you know, and they, they get told what to do. So it's like very entertaining and then they have people judge it and everything. So it became huge. And then of course they also added a podcast element to it. So I'm seeing all this stuff. And I guess one of the guys, Ned, who was married. So people know their personal lives as well because mm-hmm. of the thing and also because the podcast, the TV, the YouTube. 
And they were getting like DMs, a couple of the other guys, because they went on the, they shared it on the podcast and I listened to it, saying, we saw Ned with another woman who's not his wife. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? So they are trying to keep it quiet. And not only is this guy married, but he, the girl that he, they all agree it was a consensual situation, Mm -hmm. worked for them, Mm -hmm. worked within their office company. So... As I'm listening to it, the two guys are like, and I've never heard of these people. I've never listened to it. The two guys are like, I mean, we just wanted to tell you guys what we've been going through. And we had to figure out what we were going to do. And the last month was hell. And I felt like it was like a breakup and this and that. And Ned is no longer with us and everything. And Peter and I were both listening to it in the car. And I'm like, okay, am I being weird? Or are guys really this moral that they get rid of their partner because they cheated on their wife? Or is it, this is what I thought it was more of when I thought more about it. I think it's because the girl was someone that worked for them. And now he's put the whole company in jeopardy. And even if it's consensual, she could come back. Because now he's saying, I only care about my um, my wife and my family. And, you know, he did a statement of, I'm so sorry. So if he dumps this girl, which sounds like it is, to try to make his marriage work. Mm-hmm. And this girl can now come back and be like, he was a superior. He was the star of the show. Yep. And doesn't matter that I have texts and everything was consensual. I was manipulating to be in this relationship, which is why I have a friend who worked at HR. And she said, you know, the minute you're to be dating someone, you're both supposed to come in, tell that you're both dating, like sign papers. Because even if you were what? both, yes, even if you were both like working there, if one is even if you both have the same job, but one was hired the day before you, that could be seen as like superior or, you know. Yeah. So, so, and so at any time, if they break up, the underling, if they could be considered an underling, could have a case. A hundred percent. So that is why I think they're like, dude, if you weren't happy with your wife, but they don't really say all this, they acted more like. Yeah. But I mean, I think the truth is probably when they got on the phone with each other was like, listen, fucker, if you're not happy with your wife, you want to fuck around. Like, go get a girl. That's right. In another city. That's right. Or something. But like the girl that works for us, like you're putting us all in jeopardy. And then also it's a pretty like fun, clean show that they do. Yeah. So I think it wasn't Christian based, but it was like. Which one's Ned? Do you know? I want to say it's it was this one and this one is Ned. Which one? With the one on the end with the, the striped shirt. Harry Potter? Wait, will you just look up which one's Ned so I don't say the wrong one is Ned? Harry Potter's Ned? I guess. I mean, if I had to look at the four, those I four thought dudes. This one was, <laughs> I thought this one was Ned because I think one is gay. I'm not sure. We, but I thought this one was Ned in the jean jacket, but I think it's the other one. I have to tell you, if I had to pick a dude who was cheating out of those four, ooh, they all look pretty beta like you know what i mean they all look like pretty passive dudes right Whew. and so you're saying harry potter those are the ones that cheat sometimes because nobody ever wanted them before mm. his wife might have been a girl that he dated from 16 or you know 18 on and now this girl's getting attention oh, oh that is him. not oh my that's I am the, blown away. That's they, the last one I would have guessed. My God, if this was the, this should have been the Try Guy Games. <laughs> Try to figure out which four which one's of, Ned, which one cheated on his wife. Yo, the, I would have guessed him looks, last. That's his. She's gorgeous. Yeah. He, oh what no. What is he thinking about? So he's a carrot top. He doesn't look tall. 
and has a gorgeous blonde white. Well, now I understand why people are mad. Look, Seth Green's like, cousin. You is got out here. you got this beautiful girl, and then you're so ego driven that you also have to cheat with a girl that it's works because for them. That guy. Here's the things with guys. So that it makes sense to me with that guy because that guy growing up got zero. That's what vagina. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is. And then they get successful. Yeah, I agree. Also, the most dangerous type of guy too to break your heart is the 50-year-old who's divorced after 23 years and just gets on a Tinder or whatever, isn't great looking, but has some money. And every girl, like, between 52 and 38 is like, all right, I'll date him. And they don't realize that there's about 100 other girls that are like, I'll date him. (laughs) And then this guy is like, I slept with two girls before my wife, and now I've got hundreds Coming yeah. because I own a home. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's it. His Tinder, his profile picture is just a house. And people oh are like, my, yeah. It literally <laughs> should just be a house. A house? Yeah. I have to, those, you're right. That dude, that's the dude who's going to fuck everybody he possibly can before he can't anymore. There's no doubt. I'm, I have to tell you. But I'm, he had to leave and I don't know what they're their situation was in creating this, but I assume it's a lot of lawyers either buying them out yeah. or making them leave or whatever. But someone like this, I don't know how popular he is. Well. I predict what will happen. Okay. So he goes away. This is what I would suggest he do. I don't even know what his, if he's extremely funny or if he just got thrown with these guys and got to have fun for eight years. Right. If I would say go away for a while, hopefully make your, your marriage work. I don't know if you have kids, try to have one. Right. Then um, then come back and do some kind of confessional, like on a podcast mm. as your first one. On their podcast? No, start your own. Okay. Start with a confessional. Next episode is maybe the wife's on it. And then like have a, enough good ones after with like good guests that you keep those people that originally hooked in. To, do you bring the girl on? The one you cheated with? Do you? Because. Well, that would be extra juicy. if you, Wouldn't it? Wife, him, if the and nu- the girl? If the numbers go down, bring the girl bring on. Bring the no, girl on. But that's what I would do. And I, I so. But. Or. Or get your real estate license. Yeah. <laughs> He's tiny. He can be. He could join the tiny <laughs> twins on the Oppenheim group selling Sunset. You know, Heather, I will tell you. If he had the girl on that he cheated with, we both know a guy named Joey Diaz. Joey Diaz kidnapped somebody. He had the dude he kidnapped on his podcast. One of the most fascinating conversations Wait, why I've did ever he had. kidnap someone? Uh, you know, Joe was a... He was he, like a little gangster. He, was a, he was a little bit of a criminal. Yeah. He did some jail time for he's that. criminal light. Yeah, he was criminal. I considered him to be a moral criminal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he had his moral line. But yeah, it was a fascinating conversation. But to have for this dude, so but he kid, kidnapped her, and kidnapped, kidnapped him, him in like a mobster situation, and like threw him in the trunk of a car, like in a mobster him. thing. Kind well, of. it was just him and the guy. The guy was a drug dealer, oh, okay. and you know, Joey was like, you know, the cops don't mind if I if I steal money from a drug dealer. Okay, <laughs> but then how many years later did he have him as a guest on the show? Got to be twenty years. And how did he find him? I, I, he just. I mean, he talked about it so much. And, and, and then he eventually found him? Yeah, and they did the show. It was, it's, it's a really, the episode is pretty crazy. It's oh pretty crazy. But if this dude, imagine him, him, the wife. Because I think the wife would have to be there. They're still getting along. They posted like a joint thing on Instagram. Him and the wife? 
so the he and the wife are eating along. So that's that's what's going to save him. Um, but he'll never be able to go back on this show. And... Listen, I'm going to give him an invitation to come on Juicy Scoop. I love that. Come to the white table. Don't go to the red table talk. Yeah, they're not going to But 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 if they did, you'd just get ready to talk the whole time. Because if you ever see that show, the three of them, Jada, Grandma, Pick and Smith, or whatever it yeah. is, and uh, Willow, all they do is just go, oof. <laughs> <laughs> Child. Mm. Well, uh... I have to tell you. I would you. suggest that, though. I would I would also suggest just for the press, if you want to keep this press train going before you launch your own podcast, Carrot Top, Ned, you can come here, but I'm going to be honest with you because I'm a Christian. You might get more press from the Red Table Talk. I don't know. This is a pretty big show. I don't know, everybody. Okay. I would love to hear it. I, I, I don't want this guy never to be in entertainment again. Me neither. You know, so like I feel whatever people make mistakes, but this is I agree. But hey, it's the ultimate. You know, it's the ultimate price to pay. So you know what else? I don't. Is if the wife isn't judging him, if the wife, then who am I? Do you know what I mean? Like if the wife's okay with it, then who am I to say shit about their relationship? Yeah, I, I, I I'm always gets me when people are like I can't believe she. You don't know what their relationship's like, and if that's what she wants to do, she wants well, to. I, that dude I always think that's the biggest hurt for. A couple in the public eye because it's like, hey, listen, a lot of people have, you know, arrangements yeah. with like, you want to do it. You think it, Adam Levine did? Yes, totally. And I don't think we still don't have any real evidence that Adam Levine ever met anybody in I person. Agree. There isn't one picture of them laying in bed together or, you know. So, yeah, I think he was. A, that was his thing. It was gross. He probably did it to so many girls, as we know he did. Yep. And it's a, what it is is. I don't even care that you do that, stupid Adam Levine. But now it's embarrassing for me because I don't want to divorce your stupid ass. That's what so it is. So now I look like it's... not now the feminists are after me when it's like, fuck off. Like, exactly. So that's the problem is like you humiliated me because you because you got found out. And it it yeah. didn't bother me. I knew about it. And now that it's public, it's almost like I have to make it bother me. Right. Because if it doesn't bother me, people think something's wrong with me. Right. Right. You're such a doormat or yeah. whatever. Okay. Um, this – okay. Everyone's watching Dahmer. Yeah. And this article came out from New York Post. Creepy four star signs shared by the world's worst criminals. And so – By the way, is Ted Bundy that good looking? When people keep talking about how this handsome – is he that good looking? No, but he was like clean cut for the time because the time was like more hippie-ish. Okay. And he was like clean cut and that's why people didn't ever well, People suspect. keep talking about he was just handsome. I keep looking at these pictures I, like, I mean, is he that? I'm not. When no. he, if he walked into a bar, would you be like, oh, I got to. Wait, what were the signs again? They were Pisces. Pisces. Gemini, Virgo, and Sagittarius. Pisces, Virgo, Gemini, Gemini and Sagittarius. Are the world's worst criminals are one of those signs. Are you any of those signs? Serial killers or yeah. serial killers. Um, well, the good news is that Peter is an Aries. Ah, good. And Drake is a Scorpio. Perfect. And what was Brandon? Libra. Libra. Me too. I'm a Libra. Libra. They are not the serial killer signs, which I'm more concerned about giving birth to a serial killer <laughs> yeah. than getting killed by yeah. a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. I Way don't feel worse. responsible for that. I was, I was yeah. telling Annie, I go, I think that's one of the biggest things that like boy moms don't talk about. Because like as a girl mom, your biggest fear is that your daughter is like getting – first of all, as a parent, your biggest fear is your child's going to be kidnapped, yeah. right? Then at a certain point, you're get, your son gets to a size where he ages out of being kidnapped, okay? And – 
but then there's always that weird fear that, like, could my kid be the one that goes into the school with the guns? Could my kid be the one that, you know, rapes a girl or becomes a serial killer? So you always worry about that. Mm-hmm. You don't worry that really that your daughter is going to be a destructive. But then for the rest of your life, you're worried that your daughter could be kidnapped or killed. Yeah. Okay. But as a parent, that's it. But um, the good news is I none of my kids are the signs of serial killers. Good However, one. I am. I'm a Gemini. Does is, has Peter? Does Peter has he locked the knife drawers? Is there has he done any extra? Does he I have you like, taste food first? I anything? definitely am the farthest thing from a serial killer. Like I would, I'm would what, what's grossed the, out by any kind of hurt. Idea. I've never yeah. actually even like gotten in a physical fight. I think I pushed my sister once when I was eight. Like I've never to actually touch someone or kill them or anything. No, I'm with you. I think I've been angry enough, but I'm not good with blood. Yes. Horrible. So like it, I'm really I would I would be really I don't know how I would do it. I I don't I like gross things. So I don't want to see somebody be poisoned out either. Like any of that stuff. No, I'm, we're I, not. Yeah, I'm out. But um this is a very juicy show. I cannot wait this to watch this. This is called A Friend of the Family. It's a Peacock. I think you can watch four or five right now. Yeah, I can't wait. It's a series that they made, a scripted version of the very popular Netflix doc called In Plain Sight. Where a girl in the 70s, she grew up in a a Mormon family, um, became friends with another Mormon family down the road in like Idaho or something. And the dad of that family was married with kids, was such a manipulator. He manipulated the entire family to the point where when he took the 12-year-old daughter away, they waited about three or four days to even tell the police Mm -hmm. Because they were like, well, he wouldn't hurt her. And so this is a scripted version of it. And it's so good. And um, I really like it. And I don't, I didn't watch the whole doc. So I think I enjoy it more. Like sometimes when you know too much, you're like, yeah. but if you don't know that much about it, or if you do remember, I think it's really well done. And Colin Hanks, Tom Hanks' son, just totally is so believable as this character because we saw the real character in the documentary and he just captured it. He's really good. I watched the doc. I can't wait to watch this. These type of stories I can't get enough of. I don't know about you, but like yeah. the like the well, imp- what's what's interesting is like being that they were Mormon. Yeah. I think the takeaway is that being Mormon is what like contributed to them being so easily manipulated, mm-hmm. but in the end being Mormon and having a faith in a higher power in Jesus Christ is what kept them going after the tragedy and loving each other and staying a family. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a very weird thing. Do you think Mormons, when Scientologists came along, they were like, phew, it's not us anymore. (laughs) We got a snake, but they got like spaceships and shit. Do you think think they were like, yeah, those are the weird ones now? I mean, I think the, the best thing about Mormons that people don't, talk enough enough about is besides them being like just extremely nice so when you meet them and hostesses but they're also like very physically fit because they don't drink Mm -hmm. and they don't have coffee and they are kind of prescription pilled out i mean that's happening a lot more now when you go to utah do you play salt lake city at all well there's those signs about drug addiction everywhere it's like when you walk down the streets in Utah, it's weird. It's everyone's weird. just kind of smiling. Just it I'm is like, kind oh, of weird. everyone's Stepford wived yeah. out. Yeah. They're and high. It, yeah, and it's very much like old fashioned. Like there is all of that. But just to but I'm just saying some of the positives is like 
just the really wholesomeness of Super it. Nice. Like like their biggest thing is like it's dessert night. Like yeah. that's a big thing. That's like they're that's us going to Vegas <laughs> for twenty four hours and going to a nightclub. There there's this wanna get a Sunday? Like it's like yeah. So, but anyway, this is this is crazy juicy. I can't Watch wait. that. Now, speaking of, this is interesting. There's some inside juicy scoop I'm going to give you. So, Colin Hanks is Tom Hanks' son. Yes, I believe from his first wife. Chet Hanks has been in the news the a lot, and he is, I think, the son with Rita Wilson, white rapper. He's a white rapper. I just recently saw someone filmed him at like a family friendly outdoor event where he was cursing and kind of going crazy Mm -hmm. talking about sobriety and god and i don't know what so on his instagram a juicy scooper that i follow who's an aspiring comedian she lives in vegas she's very cute um she sees that he does a, a reel and he says hey guys all artists calling all creative people I am ready to help you right now. I have an amazing opportunity. I need to hear from musicians, writers. You know, I don't know if he said comedians, but he was like musicians, writers, you know. Right. Anybody in the industry, DM me right now. So my girl, Luella, DMs him. And I got her permission to share this, okay? He, she, she's like, oh, I'm a comedian. And he goes, um, okay. So she goes, oh, I'm sober and I do stand up. And he goes, great, let's go. And then, um, what are your goals? And she goes, oh, just to keep it going in the mode. I hit my year sobriety, and I just want to keep going. Not sure what the ne- what I should next level up to. Well, the next level is dieting to your diet and your mindset. And she goes, okay, well, I'm gluten free. I don't do sugars. He goes, no, it's about si- it's okay, but it's not that simple for you to achieve your goals. This is what he says. You ready for the first steps? Oh no! Oh, can I guess? Yeah, you can. Okay, so I I can't imagine that he's gonna go straight sex. That that seems like okay. He knows he's Chet Hanks, and this gets, yeah. and he seems inspirational. So I think I he is mentioning weight twice okay, now. Yeah. So I'm thinking he's gonna tell her she needs to drop a couple of pounds. Like okay, well already twenty five pounds. Okay, but she really can't lose twenty five pounds because she's already like fit and tiny. Oh, she is, and he could see that. Well, they, oh, okay, all right. Then my my second guess is that she's gonna have to come over to his house to kind of show him what her honestly skills are. I think it's all worse than that. Self-mastery program. This is a cut-and-pasted DM that he sends to her. This is how it works. I make you a custom daily workout routine with videos on my private training app. We talk about your goals, and I make your perfect meal plan, which we track daily. Our minds are our greatest assets or our worst enemies, so I will teach you the transcendental meditation technique and various reading materials to stimulate spiritual. And I'm guessing those reading materials are going to be extra. Stimulate spiritual intellectual growth, cultivating a state of peace. Wait, he's offering this program. Yes, he's the person. Oh. 24-7 support. Chet Hanks is the person? Yes. Weekly 60-minute video calls for a Q&A with myself and the team to answer everything about mindset, training, and nutrition. That sounds like a punishment. Okay, so now I, I got a Zoom much... with Chet Hanks for I know, 60 that's minutes? I said. Oh. Or how do you even know that he's ever going to show up? <laughs> yeah, you're giving your yeah. Venmo. Okay, now guess how much. But wait. You got to guess how he's much. He's never done anything successfully before. Well, every, okay, but everybody can be a coach. Okay. Uh, you know, this is what kills me. It's like, I believe in like coaching stuff. Like yeah. I think there's, I have a, I have a pitch for moms out there. I have a great pitch for moms out there that are looking to do something. Okay. 
How about a domestic coach? I love that. Mom comes in or or wife or you don't have to be a mom. Yep. You just know you're a domestic person. You Maybe you're not a licensed chef, but you know how to cook. You know every – you can figure out how to work the oven. Come to someone's house. Show them this is how you do a roasted chicken. This is how you work the oven. Did you know that this is what the broil is for? By the way. This is how you warm a thing. This is da-da-da-da. How do I redo my air filters? I'm going to show you. And then – for and then you can call me anytime, and I'm I'm your person to come by and help you. You're whatever. describing to me what I would consider to be the per- at this age my perfect threesome. Yeah, yeah I'm not, I don't need another dick or another vagina, but someone had to show me how to change the air filters. That'd yeah, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah, I, like I have another that. friend who's a divorce coach, Alex Cap. Is that a real thing? She got her coaching like because there's a class you can take about being coach. But what does but that she, mean, divorce coach? You sit down with the two brilli- people. It's kind of brilliant in that, like, she you could go to her and she can like let's say you're thinking about getting divorced or you're getting a divorce, she can help you with a lot of stuff. That you shouldn't be ha- asking your attorney about because they're charging you $500 an hour. But are you sitting – is this something that the husband and wife are doing together? Um, I don't know. It could be whatever you want. Huh. But she'll walk you through how to have like a good divorce, but she'll also give you the tips. So I'm like you could actually call her and be like, I'm thinking about it. And she'll be like, okay, these are the five things you need to do the two months before you spring it on your husband. Uh, Stuff like that. Like get your ducks in a row. Right. Okay. So I'm not against people – creating careers as coaches. I agree. But when it involves food and weight loss, I do think you should be a trainer or a nutritionist. I agree. Can I ask about this, dude? So uh, this hasn't told me how long this program lasts. So that's hard for me to judge. I'm going to get right to it. I can't. Is it $1,500? No. It's $2.99 a month, but I give you a deal for an extra commitment. $7.50 for three months, $12.99 for six months, or for the whole year, $19.99, two grand. Or stop if you really want to get to the level of Chet Hanks, son of Oscar winner. 60-minute one-on-one Zoom video call per week. Pass. We already got that at the two ninety nine dollars deal. Weekly reflection core principles sheet. So you're just going to get a ditto sheet like we were in kids here? You know There's a printout. Do you know what's funny about that, Heather? When people put things like weekly reflection core principles sheet, that's one of those things where I – like I und- I know what all of those words mean individually, but together in that sentence, it's I have bullshit. no idea <laughs> what that means all together. Weekly non-negotiable <laughs> tasks. So now you're just non-negotiable. He's just going to yell at me and like make me do twenty sit-ups or I don't know. Does okay? he not know who he is? Okay, like well, he's been right exactly. Talk about privilege. Okay, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Life, business, and personal growth focus because he's grown so many businesses. Right. He's Chet Hanks. Like, <laughs> he's a, okay, yeah. Have you heard any of his raps? Uh, no, but I mean, he's not Mark Cuban, you know? No, like, no. it's not like I'm ending a weekly call with Mark Cuban <laughs> or like Andy. <laughs> I mean, come on. Anybody with business acumen at all, yeah, no. Custom nutrition plan. 24-7 direct access to me. So what, I'm going to call you at 3 a.m. and you're going to answer. Is his body that great? Am I missing he's something? Kind of, he's kind of cute, but like, but how old is he? Like, when you're 35, it's not anyway, guess how a... much? Guess how much? Don't look at the, th- the screen. Guess for how the much. elite part. Yeah, elite. He's 32. He's 30. Two thousand a month. I think you already looked. You liar. I guess two thousand a month. Okay, the first time. it's two thousand a month, but for three months you can get it for five grand. <sighs> Which part? Let me ask you. If you could pick one of those things, yeah, that even looks. You were like, yeah, I might do that. Do, do any of those look inviting to you? Because the 60-minute Zoom call, I don't even want to do with Beth. Yeah. 
I don't want to do a, th- a sixty minute Zoom call sounds horrible. I know. I can't imagine anybody that I want to do that with. <laughs> Not one do person. I. No. So, okay, so that's off the list. A weekly reflection. Co- I don't know what that means. I mean, basically, if you get this and you were really serious, and I doubt Chet's going to stick to his. Word, I don't know. Like this is like your like. Are you what ki- is this? Are like you you're curious? just talking to this person this whole No, he's just going to he Can he we- probably has good intention of saying if I get a client I will do this for the person, but I mean the person that would sign up for this. The only reason I'd want someone to sign up for it if they were like can we also film it as a documentary? That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> I need Heather, to see. We can't go halvesies with this girl. We can't go halvesies on 2.99 a month for 3 months just to well, see. Well, being that now we've talked about in Juicy Scoop, he's probably not going to take her on as a client. Just to but see? Like- <laughs> couldn't we find somebody just to see what it is? I mean, I'm so curious what this dude's weekly non-negotiable well, have, tasks okay. are. Okay, Juicy. <laughs> I'm so what, What's curious. the thing that they say? Like, I... What's, I yes, I tribute. Volu- oh, yeah, I volunteer for tribute. Yeah, what yeah. is it? Do you volunteer as tribute? This, to me, yes. seems like it's worth the entertainment value alone to have a monthly check-in. Sadly, I think it would be that you give your money and then you never hear from him and then... I mentioned it on Juicy Scoop, and finally he's like, "Fuck you! I thought you were my friend," and gives half back. That's what I think what would happen. Okay, or yeah, we get you get great content, and he comes in and sits down. Hey, Chet, do you want to <laughs> sell this thing? Yeah, dude, come on down. Come on, you don't have to split the time with Ned from Try Guys. <laughs> yes. I will do two different episodes. Okay, I have another one. I have another one for you. Okay. Are you familiar with the show Sister Wives? I'm very familiar. Oh, you are? Yes. Great. So Sister Wives is a show that is so boring, I can't stop watching it. Yeah. It's been on forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody has four wives. At one time, for three years of the season, they lived in a perfect cul-de-sac in three, three TV seasons. They lived in a cul-de-sac, which worked out great. Each wife had their own home in Las Vegas, and he could pop around to go. Then he got the idea of, I bought this land called Coyote Pass out in Flagstaff, Arizona. They did that three years ago. They've never built on it. And then they moved there, and they all have to live so far away from each other because there was no houses close by mm-hmm. that their fan- they end up not doing stuff together altogether. And he really was only sleeping, in my opinion, with wife number four. And then COVID happens, and then he's a COVID freak about it. And never sees any of his other kids or wives. And so now this one who's off to the side, Christine, she's mm-hmm. like, I'm out. I don't fucking care. Okay? Mm-hmm. Giselle and I are going to get an apartment together. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we're fucking done with you. Okay? <laughs> so this girl, Mary, the one in the green, yep. she's wife number one. She also has uh, been selling LuLaRue leggings, which is a multi-level marketing thing, which also had a huge documentary about how it wasn't cool and how many women lost their money by buying all the ugly leggings and nobody wanted them or they'd get the ugly leggings and they were moldy or they'd be sent out to their people and they were, okay, there's a right. whole documentary on it. So anyway, she's got to find a way to make some money, in my opinion, being that they've lost one income because they all these wives help take care of all the properties and oh, everything. Everybody do. works. Everyone has other okay. jobs besides being on the show. How little does TLC pay these four people? I don't know because they don't live a lavish life at all. Without a crystal ball brought it to my attention. This is an Instagram account. That Mary Brown is selling a retreat with no details and no itinerary, only empowerment and activities. So I went, she goes, beware, she might be using this to rope you into an MLM. So she says, okay, 
Hey guys, I want to talk to you about the retreat. This is at Fun Activities. You get a goodie bag. It's women empowerment. I'm like, women empowerment? You were the first wife of four. You actually divorced your husband so that he could legally marry wife number four and adopt her kids. You gave up your title as actual legal wife. Okay, that's not very empowering. No. And then you started to flirt with someone online and you were catfished. You thought he was a dude. It was a woman. That happened to her? That happened to her. Ugh. But now, if you want to get some women empowerment, you're going to go to Southern Utah. And it's $4,500. You arrive Thursday at 3 o'clock. We talk. We have some activities. And then we're not going to tell you what it is. It's a really fun activity. She keeps saying, I'm not going to tell you. You have to apply. Okay? You have to apply. And the application is like email, name, address, age, where, what you do, stuff about you, and um, a couple other, not your social security number, but like basically anything else. Yeah. So it's like, could she sell that info? Or is she trying to find a person that might be a good potential wife? She's like, oh, sure, you can bring your husband if you want. Um, and But only the people who are the VIP, which it's... I think it's $6,000, get to stay in the Airbnb, which looks like a grandma's house, okay? By the way, what's it? It's not an Airbnb. It's a bed and breakfast. What's in the goodie bag? Is I, it like a Capri Sun and like I, a- I'm guessing it's a Capri Sun. Yeah, like an apple? Uh, yes, an apple, <laughs> a pair of Lulu, uh, LuLaRue Some leggings. Some special underwear? Um, yes. Secret underwear. And yeah. so then some- Now, this she didn't say, but another person- Reported so allegedly, if you do get chosen, you cannot ask one thing about sister wives or the show. Why the fuck Why would you go? Why? Because I was literally like, "Can I pay a juicy scooper to go?" And then you sign an NDA just in case she or anybody but, slips info. But but so she's not. There's no reason you would go to her for these things she's offering. She's not. This is what you get to incl- gets included. Four days, three nights accommodations in beautiful southern Utah. Okay. Three meals for the two full days, dinner on the first night, breakfast on the last morning. Two to five daily activities. Just two to five. Might only be two. It might be just a walk and then a meditation. Okay. Two to five. All right. Morning mindfulness and evening fire pit hangs. We get to have s'mores. Yeah, that's what it is. And like laugh. But don't ask about sister wives. No. Don't ask how much you hate uh, Cody or Robin <laughs> or when you found out Christine was leaving. A goodie bag, LuLaRue leggings, hopefully they won't be moldy, and a Capri Sun and an apple. Transportation during the retreat, we get a, a shitty is- van to go probably hike up some Utah oh, mountain. Dude. Photos of, re- of the retreat. Oh, thank you. Someone has an iPhone? What is happening? And can do an airdrop? This Thanks is $4,000? It's six thousand if you want to live if you want to stay in, in one of the four bedrooms in her bed and breakfast that she owned with live? her mother. They probably go down this. They shouldn't say where the other. Those are other accommodations. So we don't know if it's a motel like, six or what. Like horses, like a city slicker situation, or what are we talking about? We she goes. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. So we don't know what the activities are. We don't know if it's horseback riding. We don't know if it's climbing up a hill. We don't know if it's one of those things where you go in a cave and they don't give you any water so that you see light or whatever and are then die. More, are I don't you more know. curious about this I'm not this saying that's what Chet it is. Hanks. Don't sue me, Mary. Are I'm you, more, you more curious about this or Chet Hanks? 
I have to tell you, I'm still. I, I'm, I'm more still curious more, about this. I'm more curious about Shed Hanks. I really am okay, dying to know you... what that 60 minute. I'm gonna have to pay somebody to do this. Just I'm gonna have to video. What is that 60 minute conversation? I'm guessing you can't uh, ask about his dad and his yeah. torture. <laughs> I might pay. I might pay somebody to do it for three months. If I do, can I come can back on? Can you ask and, him to do the, the Forrest Gump voice? Probably can, not. Can I come back on and talk about it if I pay for someone to do it for three months? A hundred percent. Oh yeah, then we're gonna do this. It seems like, and I need to be part of it. Did you? I mean, can't we just have her do it? No, that's too much time. Oh yeah, you're yeah. <laughs> and I don't want. I don't want to be mind screwed by Chet yeah. Hanks. Yeah. No, yeah. we're not. Good point. I'm not offering up Annie Who for sacrifice. We, but you and I should be. You and I should pick the right. Tributes. I mean, uh, unfortunately, this girl Luella probably would have done it if I paid for her to do it and made her a juicy scoop spy. But now we've revealed it all. You and I will maybe have to do a little undercover. We'll but I'm it happy. This to me is like I've never been more curious about what somebody was selling because he has no skill set. Which is interesting. You know who's also a life coach is Tori Spelling's brother. Bob, like the... The brother. What's his name? What's the brother's name? Bob Spelling? No. No, I can't remember his name. I didn't know she had a brother. She had a brother that got to be on a couple of the shows um, in the beginning. Like, he was like a secondary... Or there was like a spinoff of 9 to 20. Randy Spelling is. And he looks pretty great and he has like a normal life. I don't know if he really does it, but like, again... I, a life coach from like the richest kid in Beverly Hills, like that's. I mean, think about who you're hiring as a life I coach. Know. Like, you know, like I understand people have coaches for their jobs or whatever. And if you're in sales, it might really help to have someone that's like, wake up, asshole. Like, do you make your ten cold calls today? Yeah. Like, I get that, but like, what's this person helping you with? It's just so weird. Yeah, I agree. But I we're by the way, I'm doing this. Chad okay. Hanks is getting my money. This was gladly. Also, this was a weird thing I saw on TikTok. This comes from, whoa, that is strange, okay, on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And there, Lady Gaga comes out. Now, this could be fake. I don't know. And, and she's dancing in her concert thing, and it's, like, dark, and she's got this outfit on. And someone threw, a, like, what to be, looked to be a book, and it bounced off something. So people are saying, well, maybe there's just glass in front of the stage to protect her. And other people are like, but what if it's a full-blown hologram? Wow. What if she's not even there? Is there a video that we can see? Um, well. Dad, did you see the video? I did see the video and, and I just took a photo like of it. it. Does it look like it bounced? Yes. It looks like it's like hitting a piece of glass and it bounces right off. Well, I will tell you, you know, you saw that comedian get that beer can throw out yeah we talked about that yeah so i you know as a performer and especially somebody like her who's performing in front of hundreds i just think it's a piece of glass i I think it's her i I don't think it's a hologram i I think it's a piece of glass so maybe it's not that juicy but by the way i would die to see one of her concerts she seems like she would put on the best what do you mean you die you have money just fucking buy a ticket loser I'd i'd be really embarrassed to go oh shut up which would be better? Which what's more embarrassed for me to go to Miley Cyrus concert, which I want to go to? Oh, go I to Miley go to the, Cyrus! I want to go see that so bad. She's I love her, her singing. Yeah, I would rather so go good. to Miley Cyrus than La, Lady Gaga. Me no, too. no offense to Lady Gaga. I just like I really like Miley Cyrus's style and her voice and her songs. I love when she redoes songs. Me too. Yeah, and she she's singing a lot of rock star rock songs. I'll tell you why I like her. I, I'm so uh, just enamored with people who f- who are that secure with themselves. Yeah. 
You, you're, it's oh, so watchable to watch somebody who doesn't give and a fuck. And she's someone that sort of like, you know, was a child star and kind of struggled a mm-hmm. little bit in there. But really now found herself and totally. is doing great. And, you know. I remember that last episode. But she episode. has good parents. She that, does. That, she has good parents that last, are like. Last episode of Chelsea Lately, I really wanted to get a picture with her, right? But oh, I was, yeah? I was embarrassed. Yeah. So I tell Jacob, I go, hey, here's the deal. You were going to walk up. I'm going to say, hey, can I get a picture of you and my son? And she'll say yes. And then when you are with her, say, hey, dad, I want you to get in this picture with me. Yeah. So so I don't have to be embarrassed and ask Miley for a picture, right? And he goes, okay. So he walks up and I do it. I go, hey, will you take a picture of my son? She goes, yeah. And they put their arm around it. Like, and Jacob goes, I got to tell you, I didn't want the picture. He did. He was just embarrassed to ask. And she was like, I know. She was like, get in the picture. He threw me smooth under the bus. But she was like, yeah, dude, I've seen a lot of dudes this age. They all want <laughs> They're all looking for she's, pictures of me. And she's so, so cool. But she's also really cool and gracious. Yes, like I've seen so cool. other. So cool. Okay. Madonna. People are freaked out about her look. Yeah. This is not. She now has pink hair. And she's doing this thing that's becoming in fashion again, which I hate, which is bleaching the brows. Yeah, I don't think that so. Looks that good is either. the worst look on everybody. I Especially hate it. Especially with whatever she's done to her face there. And I just want to say, what's kind of sad is, like, you're Madonna. Yeah. Like, just fucking let it go. Yeah. Like, you could still have plastic surgery and stuff, yeah. but stop with the grill. Stop with the fake ass. Like, this is what her outfit should just be like: a black cat suit, some cool motorcycle boots. Because when you're 63, you don't want to wear heels. Yeah. And just like a leather jacket and some jewels. And let your yep. blonde hair go and just be like cool and not be like trying so hard. Like just that's what's kind of bums me out. Like it's just scary. You don't need to do TikTok trends. No. Like be a mentor to other singers and just be Yo, cool fucking Madonna. At some point, here's the deal for real. And I don't have my glasses. So when the picture first came up, I'm like, what is Mickey Rourke doing? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> and then I looked at him, I go, that's Madonna. It's that ma- it. it's like that mask face. Yeah, that that's yeah. exactly right. But it's I'm hard, with you. It's a hard thing. I mean, you it's, know what? it's so and we're hard. all aging and it's hard because it's like, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I get why you want to do it. And some people do it really well. And some people have a good face for aging and some don't. But and you it's have like, to make some choices. Yeah. So I'll tell you for me, the choice that I've made is I've, I know my face has gotten a lot thinner. But that's just because I like the way I work out. So I know at my age, it's not going to hold on to the fat on my right, face. Right, right. You just have to choose. As you get older, it's not going to look perfect anymore. Right. Got to let it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to let it go. Especially your fucking Madonna. But also, you know it, I mean? it doesn't, it kind of makes sense that of the rock stars like her, who's now in their 60s, that she's still chasing the fit. Like if you yes. look at her life and how. She lived it and how she always needed to be the center of attention. I mean, she always needed to be the cutting edge. She changed her style of time versus like, um, you know, Rita Mac- Reba yeah. McIntyre or something like who continues on to perform, but like didn't feel like, oh, I have to go with every trend or whatever. And it's not like she, that makes her a bad person. It's just like it's like I think we could pick who in society will – Go with the times and still remain relevant in like a cool, respectable yeah. way. And who will be wearing grills and a fake ass at 65? <laughs> Does like, she have a fake ass? I didn't say. I didn't yeah. Say you know, and I'll tell you something. I've always, I was always like, 
her workout routines must have been crazy. Yeah. But there are ways like Goldie Hawn. Yeah. She looks great. She's done some whatever. Everybody, I mean, everybody, everybody does, does whatever. I don't even think it's about plastic surgery. I think yeah. it's about trying to stay with the trends and the youth and the outfits and the like the fake ass at 63. Like, I'm just like, yeah. And even if you got one, just because you like the way it looks when you're naked or in a bathing suit or with your boyfriend, then you don't need to wear a G string and like fishnets. But someone else would go, fuck you, Heather. Like, you're not being a feminist. Let her be what yeah. she wants to be. Okay, but, but, fine. But here's, fine. here's the deal. Here's what I would say. I agree. With, and by the way, two things can be true at the same time. Right. I do agree. Yo, you do what you want to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This is your life. But, but, but this looks sad. This right. looks like somebody who doesn't feel good about themselves and is just trying, 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 trying. But like if she showed up – for dude, I, I've changed my clothing style so much in the last two years, so it's hard for me to comment on other people's. But like it just seems – this feels a little sad. She's yeah. fucking Madonna. That's what I think. You're Madonna. Yeah. Okay, so Josh, tell everybody what the latest thing you're working on oh. and how much they're going to love it. So I shot uh, 10 episodes of this show with J- my son, Jacob. It's a father-son competition show. We challenge each other to things, and the loser has to do, like, an embarrassing punishment. I pitched this to a bunch of networks, and every time I did, they tried to tell me what the show was or what it wasn't or why it wouldn't work. And then I was like, fuck it. And it's why I was saying that people like you inspired me, because I was like, I'm just going to do this myself. I'm going to shoot it myself. I'm going to fund it myself. I'm going to write it myself. I'm going to tell you it's the best thing I've ever done. That is so awesome. And I love that you're working with him. He's always been such a good boy from the moment I yeah. met him. And, like, I love that you guys work together and, you know, it's, it's, it's great. It, it's if you – 100% a show you could watch with your teenager, probably not a little – not younger than that. But it's fun. It's called Family Tussle. It's on my YouTube channel. It premieres tomorrow. But it is like – and you watched an episode. Basically, the punishments are rough. Yeah. The punishments that we make each other do are rough. But, like, for example, he, on one of mine, he made me get a tattoo. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say what the tattoo was. I don't like it. And it, you really got it? Oh, it's on my body right now. Yeah. Okay. It's on my, it, I actually posted a clip. And how many tattoos do you have? You don't have that many. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, now six. So that's a pretty big deal to get a tattoo. Yeah. By yeah. the way, when Beth saw it, she was like, you didn't want to run this past me? <laughs> <laughs> And I said, nah, I was pretty sure you were going to say no. She was like, yeah, this is not, I'm not but like, But this. it makes for great, great TV. TV. Yeah. Great TV. TV, which is on YouTube, but, which I love. But like my YouTube channel gets more views than the TV networks. Oh, I know. So yeah. like, I, it's so, listen. So if they, how do they go to it to just subscribe? Get, yeah, just YouTube, Josh, Josh, Josh type Comedy it. on YouTube. And then uh, it'll follow up a week later on Facebook. So you can see us on there. And then Jacob and I are touring Australia and New Zealand. So fun. I wanted to ask you all about that. Yeah. Our first show sold out in two days. Okay. Because people, I know I've got a lot of uh, Juicy Scoopers out in Australia. So I'll, well, let's talk after about like where you went and stuff, because that would be really fun, especially if I could make it a vacation and bring my family. I just don't want to be, you know, by myself We're going to Australia and New Zealand. Fun. New Zealand is the best place I've ever visited. It's so great. Wait, oh, you'd gone before? I've done a tour of Australia and New Zealand oh, okay. before. Oh, well, then that probably helps, too, that you've been there. But so yeah. much. So yeah. much. But, but 
Heather, you 100% should go. Remember that? Well, we did go to Australia once together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, but this trip, yours would be so much different and so cool. And yeah. the crowds are amazing. Amazing. I know. I love. I, lo- I mean, I loved it when I was there. I was, When we were in Sydney, I was like, you know, Sydney is the best of L.A., Miami, and like Toronto. Yeah, that's what it like, is. Like rolled into one. But then it's a whole other country. It's gorgeous. Of like just extremely attractive people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Accent. You're like, Very oh, nice. Boy. And a hot accent. Yeah, yeah. It's like. And koala bears. I don't know what else anybody else wants. <laughs> By the way, why? every time I, when I'm talking about going to Australia, people are like, don't pet the koala. They got chlamydia. I'm like, what do you think I'm going to do? You think I'm fucking the koala? I don't need the chlamydia warning from the yeah. koala bears so funny i but i'm I'm excited to go and, and all right cool excited to be with jacob and, and guys here's what i would say it would mean so much if you could at least check out the show on youtube look I, these people the execs in our business are pe- non-creative people who try to make creative decisions all the time and so i'm tired of them telling us what we can and can't do this is great entertainment. It's the best thing I've ever done. I can't wait for people to see it. Awesome. I love you. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for having me.